Sir, sir, the horn. She left her horn. Get, the, get, yeah. get back into the wall. Hey, roaches. I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all-around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week, I invite friends out thrifting with me. We gather a haul, then drag it back to the studio to tell you what we found. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome to our weekly edition of Thrifty Podcast, and this week, not only do I want the roaches to throw those W's out there for welcome, but throw those W's out there for winter, because it's chilly billy out there, Josh. Josh is here with me. Last call, best co-host in the world. How you doing? I am doing well. I'm cold. Well, not as cold as I've previously been. You got the heat fixed here, so it's much nicer now. Yeah, you like it? Heat fixed? Yeah, it's like a regular home now. Yeah, there was a little bit of a, a little bit of trouble with the heater this past week. We had a... Oh, you know what I didn't tell you? I'll tell everyone at the same time. So there was a little trouble with the heater, so my landlord had to give us space heaters because we couldn't get the heater working. Did you know my space heater caught on fire? Did I tell you that? They tend to do that, but no, yeah. I didn't know that yours did it. Yeah, I was uh, moving it out of the way for <laughs> while I was exercising, and when I moved it out of the way, when I yanked on the the like the 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 big meaty piece itself, the cord stuck, and I gave it another go, and it went and it sparked out the outlet. Oh, and the cord you, then went up in flames. You can't remove a cord that way that's not the way you you have to yank pull, job you have to take it out properly i you yank just, jobbed it nah that see you're putting your own safety at risk well the heat's back on and speaking of things that keep us warm this holiday season josh we're gonna get right into our thrift haul this was a goodwill outlet find and this was one of those bad boys that were just discarded and i found it that's right. What I'm wearing right now for this very episode is a 1979 National Champions Pittsburgh Pirate sweatshirt. It's a gorgeous looking sweatshirt, too. It's out of the bottle gold. It's out of the bottle black. Um, and I had found it because there was actually a bin that was filled with like, well, uncommon sports memorabilia, but stuff you don't want. Like, there was a Brady Quinn Notre Dame autograph in it. Oh. 
So someone like gripped that up. They were really hungry when that first came out. They grabbed that, but it's like, no, nobody want that. Notre Dame people are like really stupid in like their love for Notre Dame, though. Like mm-hmm. they'll buy anything. Like you could sell that Brady Quinn thing to like some Notre Dame fans. Well, there was a lot of actually other Notre Dame players, so that's funny that you mentioned that, but. Uh, the whole offensive line signed was discarded, but Brady Quinn's autograph was in there. But in this, was this the the sweatshirt, the Pittsburgh Pirates sweatshirt I'm wearing right now? And somebody grabbed it right away because it's bright, so you could tell you know, people who are looking for clothes when they're digging through the bins for clothes. The older it looks, like the quicker it gets grabbed. And especially if things are black and gold in this area, people snatch them up because all of our sports teams are black and gold. So they know that there's some money in that. You're exactly right. So they had picked it up, and I was like, damn it. But then they looked at the tag, and I'm not sure what they saw or what they thought they saw. I don't know if they thought it was faux vintage. I don't know. I don't know. They looked at the tag, and they threw it in the bin behind them. And I was just like, wonder what that is. Like, as I knew it was something cool that I wanted to pick up just based on the color, like you were saying. But I was like, okay, let's go check that out. And I was like, holy shit. And it fits me. It fits me. It fits you very well. It, it's like a perfect tailored fit for you. And um, so I looked up the because the, I was afraid because I was like, well, maybe she saw the brand and it's just a like a newer brand. So yeah, it's, maybe it's a knockoff. A maybe knockoff. Yeah, could be, you know, the strip district is famous for having knockoff shirts. Exactly. So uh, what I so I looked up the uh, they were uh, Jay's T's and Jay's T's stopped making clothes like in the 80s. And also, with that said, there was a T-shirt much like this that was on there for 60 bucks. So my sweatshirt that I'm wearing right now, I did not find on eBay.com, the website. But the T-shirt version is $60. I imagine there's a lot of, like, them out there in the wild. But, mm-hmm. like, it's not a thing you would give up if you had it willingly, you know? No. Like, this person was probably, like, a, you know, a Notre Dame fan who happened to live in Pittsburgh and collect some Pittsburgh stuff. They were seeing if there's a Notre Dame logo on the tag, and they're like, fuck it. Nah, Brady Quinn didn't sign this. <laughs> it's going back. Um, so this was like the last time that the Pittsburgh Pirates were like... Good. Good. So 79, so I was born in 87, so it's been quite some time. But added the collection of vintage sports stuff I have. Uh, something else that I got at the Goodwill outlet along with that. Now, I know what you're going to say, Josh. We already had an episode about JFK and conspiracies, right? We're not going to have a whole episode this time, but I do got a JFK book, though. I know you'll buy anything JFK related after you bought the JFK puzzle that was already put together. Yeah, I had that for I still I still have that. That was actually on my mantle. That was the centerpiece for a while, but we interchanged things. But this one actually it's funny that I, I picked this book up. Reason being is a couple weeks ago I found this book and I, I just took a pass on it because we had too much stuff. But it's called Four Days and it's the historical record of the death of President Kennedy compiled by the United Press International and American Heritage magazine. This is off for off the Pittsburgh Press. So cool. Hardback JFK book. Love it, right? Conspiracy theories all in there. But check this out. When I open this up, what falls out? Oh, little news clipping. 
There is a news clipping, and you can actually see how old this book is in the it's, news clipping. It stained the cover and the back page from where the news clipping was. Yeah, so the news clipping that was in this book stained the pages. It was there for that long. But this right here is a poem to JFK. So this was, uh, so that was John F. Kennedy Jr. saluting his dead dad, right? Right, right. A famous picture of him standing there. When he was a little kid, he walked out and saluted the coffin. Well, someone in Pittsburgh, Mount Lebanon to be specific, because that's where we're from, Pittsburgh. Mount Lebanon, which is in the South Hills, which is close by. A woman wrote a poem for John F. Kennedy Jr. after she witnessed him step forward and salute. So I'm assuming that the woman who got this piece published in the newspaper, she got the book and put her piece in it, and then maybe she passed away or whatever. So I now have her original poem, and I I, I thought I'd read it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is dedicated to either her or her family members, whoever clipped this and put this in this book yeah, many this, years ago. This was uh, so, so Candy Greer, a 15-year-old Point, Michigan high school student, who lives in the South Hills of Pittsburgh. Her move, her mood was put on paper, and what resulted was a poem entitled Six White Horses, dedicated to little John John, the late president's son. Thousands of copies have been received and created by Candy since the poem first appeared at her school in southeastern PA. So I guess she was over somewhere near, what would that be, like probably below Harrisburg originally so this poem itself six six white horses dedicated to baby john john from candy greer 15 year olds 15 years old six white horses came today to take my daddy far away mommy said i must be good and stand as big as daddy would and now i am big so i won't cry when i see my daddy wave goodbye because daddy is my special friend he always comes back soon again i cannot wave i don't see why there's a there's just a black box moving him by but mommy says i should be still i'm a big boy now and so i will i hear some drums they're awful loud my mommy's sad and so's the crowd and everybody dressed in black but daddy soon will hurry back we're going to take a walk to mass then maybe i'll see daddy pass I wonder why we're only three. He always comes to church with me. Two men are talking, I can see. They said they're very proud of me. They said my daddy's in that box, the black one with the six gold locks. I have on my big boy suit, and now it's my time to salute. I do it just like the big boys do, because I have to be one too. They're going to stop and then just leave. But in that box, how will he breathe? Though I do not understand, there's mommy here to hold my hand. He's going to leave and not come home. We can't just leave him here alone. I want to hear him laugh and say, John, John, come here. It's time to play. I don't see daddy anywhere. I want to cry and I don't care. He's in the ground he cannot be. He should be right there beside me. So that was by 15-year-old Candy Greer, um, dedicated to John F. Kennedy Jr. the day her his dad died. 
That was a little emotional. Yeah. Hopefully nobody like was mm-hmm. in public and got a little teary eyed. It got a little choked up here. Yeah, that, just you know? it's it, it's tough, you know. Uh, one of the the most misogynist uh, misogynistic presidents out there met his end a little soon. Um, we don't need to get into it tonight, but there's a whole episode in the back catalog where I talk about talk about the five top reasons of things that could have happened that day. But uh, for this evening, I think we'll just let it go with the poem because I think that was great, you know? I really wonder if there is a follow-up from when John John died. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Like if there's a, a seven white horse. If she was 15 years old when JFK died, how, would that, how old would she be today? Uh, John John died in 99? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, fuck, that's easy math then. Mm-hmm. She'd be 45. Hopefully she kept with it. I know a lot of times in our childhoods we're creative and then we have a tendency to just stop and yeah. just give up on things and be like, I'm not creative. So the poem of that, that that she put together, the title of it is Six White Horses. And you'll actually know, uh, you'll actually pick up a theme from this week because there's going to be a lot of horse talk. I, I didn't originally plan it that way, but as everything shook out, it became horse talk. So uh, we're not. We're going to continue with the thrift haul now. But our uh, our stories later on, our thrift tale, horse, eBay lord, horse. They're all horse talks. I did not prepare for this much horse talk, but yeah, I'll saddle up and we'll get to it. But right now we're going to switch gears because we actually have a brand new segment. I haven't told Josh about this, but it's a pretty fun one. Now. <laughs> Um, so real quick, a friend of the show, Bryce, I went with Bryce and Nat, uh, Bryce's partner to central PA. And we went to like an indoor flea market and we kind of fished around. Um, I found some old magazines that I brought on the show today. And originally I was scoped for six bucks a piece. I ended up getting four of them for 10 bucks. So I talked him down, but we have four vintage wrestling magazines we have one from 1987 we have one from 1988 and then the two you have josh are 1989 july correct yeah july 1989 uh superstar wrestlers Mm -hmm. and wrestling life and what i have i have wrestling fury and wrestling ringside and uh i have rick flair on the cover of this and it says blowout in Bloomington, Flair versus Rhodes, WWF stars waiting to shine, UFW superstars, who's hot, who's not, Don Morocco's wrestling best bad guy, and then a piece on Ricky Steamboat, who of course won the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania three, and should probably be at the top of the who's hot in wrestling at that point in time. He is—he's not the cover boy of this issue, but his spread. Is a pretty sick ass spread. Yeah, Ricky the Dragon Dreamboat is more like it. More like it, right, brother? So what I have here to to present to you, as I was uh, thumbing through this, since we all we don't always have wrestling stuff on the show, but we're both wrestling fans, I thought it would be cool to have a segment merely called Wrestlers Birthdays. So for each episode from here on out. Um, now, whenever we record, it won't matter because it won't be uh, when the, the L, when the episode drops. So every Sunday, I, that's why I was asking you what Sunday's date was. And so when I was thumbing through this wrestling magazine, what I came across is pretty much all the legendary wrestlers 
their zodiac signs, and their birthdays. A whole it's got a whole list in yes. addition to the who's hot or not. Yes. So you could wish your favorite wrestler a happy birthday. So we'll be doing that. Um now, funny enough, we are recording this on Thursday, November 29th, and it is the King Jerry Lawler's birthday, but that's he sucks. So let's not talk about him. No, I'd much rather. I mean, 95% of this list is probably going to be dead nowadays. Dead I, or sucks. I would much rather talk about a dead person than Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Um, so what we have here is the closest one, because this episode will drop December 2nd, the closest one who we have this week Dynamite Kid, December 5th, Dynamite Kid. So we don't even have anybody for the first edition of this segment. But happy early birthday to Dynamite Kid. Three days in the future, baby. Chances are some folks are listening to this on the 5th, so I think it plays. And it's before our next episode. So, yeah, happy birthday Mm -hmm. to Dynamite Kid. Throw those Ds up for Dynamite Kid. If you're in the car, don't do that. Wait till you're at a stoplight, a red light. Just throw those Ds up. Dynamite Kid, happy birthday. Jumping into the next thing before we get to um, our our big segments, we have a something that's one of a kind, Josh. And as we go to the Goodwill outlet and find a lot of different things, as you know, we come across a lot of cool stuff that people make homemade. We've got witches that way. We've got a lot of things that way. Yeah, our our you know our mascot is is a homemade shower curtain or mm-hmm. shower caddy that's just been dressed up. And what I have here is, and I was actually good thing I did research on this because I had no idea. I was calling this. A, a plane from the movie Cars bath mat. But in fact, there's a movie called Planes. I didn't know that. Planes talk in it. Yeah, it's, uh, I believe Owen Wilson was the plane as well. Um, yeah, uh, this was actually failed comedian Dane Cook was this this guy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God. So I thought it was the plane from Cars. Turns out it's the plane from Planes. So what I have here is a homemade bath mat of Dusty the Crop Duster from the 2013 film Pixar Planes. It looks gross. This looks gross to you? It looks like it's like they they stepped off of it and then threw it in a box and donated it. Little Dizzle? You think a Dizzle Dad or two on here? I... I don't think the underbelly of him is supposed to be that color. What's the underbelly look like? Oh, yeah, not too good under here. But as you can see, somebody uh, um, t- took this took this idea from this Planes film, and they just crocheted themselves a bath mat of Dusty, which um, hopefully maybe they saw Planes too, and they moved on and selected a different plane that they would like in their shower, so they got rid of their old bath mat. I'm curious as to whether this is an adult with a planes-themed bathroom or whether this is for Someone a child. Someone who made it and then grew up and got out of planes? Or if a child has their own bathroom and somebody made this for them, or <laughs> if an adult had this commission for their Dean Cook planes I, bathroom. I will say I did have that bath mat on me, and I uh, took it off me, and there's bath mat, bath mat crumbs. It's, oh, God. <laughs> So this I didn't, might be the episode I view. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that is actually I use that. Uh, I needed a rug by my sink because I've been adding some stuff to my kitchen lately. 
um, that I find while thrifting, and I've been um, decorating the kitchen a little bit. So the dusty crop duster from Plains Bath Mat that I found at the Goodwill Outlet will be in my kitchen for the foreseeable. So as I said, that's the thrift haul. We got the the Pittsburgh Pirates sweatshirt from eBay. Alert. We have four magazines from the late 80s wrestling. We have the beautiful poem by Candy Greer um, in the the (laughs) book Four Days by the Pittsburgh Press. Obviously, the plane from Pixar. We're going to get into some horse talk. Are you ready? I'm ready for horse talk. Okay. And a segment we like to call eBay Alert. For new listeners, I look at the trends on eBay.com, the website, and see what's coming up, what people are buying. Now that it's the holiday season, there's so much to report on because it's Black Friday. Um, as soon as Black Friday hit, everything after that, everything's been trending. So it's been hard to say exactly what's trending because it's literally everything. Everything is Cyber Week deals and shit like that now. And so, like, the bigger companies, Samsung had some shit on there, StubHub, Hasbro, Dyson Vacuums were coming up big for some reason, you know, good for them. Dyson's a big, like, mom present, I think, for the Christmas season. But I did see something sneak in that uh, was pretty much the only items that weren't new items sneaking into the trends. And I couldn't even tell you why, but My Little Pony. My Little Pony figures. Um, those, those charming, clever horses with their beautiful manes. And I remember growing up with My Little Ponies because my sister had them. And we used to, like, shampoo their hair and, like, get them all, like, knotted and stuff. I used to chew on their hair. Well, you know, they, they were kind some of, of that. like squishy. You could bite their their legs a little if you you know like had that oral fixation. I did. They yeah. were nibbly. Yeah. So I, w- I would chew on those some, and then also I'd put like my uh, generic GI Joes, my core figures on them, and then like my wrestlers stuff like that. <laughs> That's how they rode to the wrestling. That's ring. how they rode to the ring. <laughs> like, it's WrestleMania three. Your Ricky Steamboat yeah. wins. Coming to the ring now, like Lieutenant Dan and like <laughs> Pinkie Pie. <laughs> So um, on here, I tried to find um, some pretty good prices for these little ponies. And the first one that popped up, and I would, I would say it was probably not the most expensive find, but from what I understand of this community, this is a very rare one, and it was super cheap. And that's what everybody was saying, like Tootsie, this is Tootsie, um, yellow, aqu- aqua blue hair, um, and Tootsies fly off the shelf even now. And Tootsies are, are from 1982. What was Tootsies like? Uh, I forget what they call it. Like the side stamp. Oh, I didn't see too many side stamps. Um, this one, I believe, Tootsie, I think, was the sun. One of them had, I didn't write down the stamps, but I think Tootsie had the sun. One of these had the sun on it. That's very important, like, because if Tootsie, you know, like has some exclusive, you know. Never- so you know about these. Oh, well, I, yeah, so, I've got two daughters. Like, yeah, I know quite a bit about My Little Pony. I've been, I've been through that rodeo. You've, you've, you've rode the wrestlers to the ring. I, oh, absolutely. Like, I've, I've, you know, done that little, like, prance around with, you know, figures that fit on top of the My Little Ponies. Hell yeah. So, Tootsie, there was a Tootsie on there for three ninety nine plus three fifty ship. That's a good price on the Tootsie. 
And on the, because uh, it says maybe people just have excess Tootsie. It was like this one Tootsie dealer. They had six sold Tootsies for that price. And when I looked at it, it, it was up for like three, four days. So that's like six horses in three or four days. They're that's running like, like whatever the horse equivalent of a puppy mill is. Yeah. Just a My Little Pony mill just churning mm-hmm. out Tootsies. Also, that the, uh, there was baby cotton candy. Baby cotton candy was out there, and baby cotton candy actually has, had an earth on it, heavy earth on it. Um, it's from 1984. Uh, this one start the bid started at 325, and that was just the starting bid. So I'm assuming since that was a couple days ago that I looked at this that the bid has been increased since then. But it's still it's still low. It's still low on the totem pole. They can go for top dollar. Like, yeah, My Little mm-hmm. Pony's been around for a long time, but people who are into it are into it. Speaking of which, the third My Little Pony on this list today is uh, this was actually mail order only. So this is one you'd have to send away for. And this is the mail order Little Tot. Um, Little Tot is white with a pink tail. This is from 1982. And... It has a bunch of watchers on it right now. It had like eight watchers on it. So there's eight people right now that could have pulled the trigger before you're looking at it. They're going to dive in. Yeah, eventually. But uh, this one is, uh, uh, what did I say? Little Tot. It's $27.99 plus $350 ship. It's from 1982. Oh. See, and I don't think any, I don't think you could find a My Little Pony like Minon card. No. You know, like, I don't even know what a My Little Pony package looks like in the mm-hmm. 80s. Like, I know what they look like for the newer age ones. But, like, any of them back then were not, you know, saved. They were played with, probably. Mm-hmm. So, twenty seven ninety nine for a mail-in. Anything mail-in is exclusive. So, but people are on that with the watches. So, that's what you got to, like... That's the thing. If you put something on there and you're like, is this expensive? This is not expensive. And you got those watchers. You just got to like be patient. You just got to be patient because eight people go like, okay, you know what? You're asking a fair price. I just don't know if I want to pay a fair price. That's what that's saying, basically. And once somebody makes a bid, it's like the equivalent of chum in the waters, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, okay. Like there's blood in the water. Somebody's going to get it. Yeah. Like, which, That's what I said with the baby cotton candy with the three twenty five bid. Somebody's hitting that up already. Oh yeah, it's yeah. not going to be three twenty five by the time this episode goes out. No. So if those three ponies are still out there, I know the Tootsies. There's many in that listing, so you could only get one Tootsie and still get that. But let us know. Um, a a big huge announcement that I should have put at the beginning of the show, but I forgot until now until I read my cue card here. Big announcement. Um, what Josh and I have been talking about, the uh, Thrifty White Elephant Holiday Special, we finally have a date for it. It's Thursday, December 13th at 8-ish p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, it will be after 7.59. Yeah, after, That is for sure. We're not positive. We will, we, something will be on at 8 o'clock. Something will be on at 8 o'clock on that stream. It's going to be entertaining. It's And it's going to be entertaining, and you want to be there. So show up for 8 o'clock, but that show will start, and it's going to be fire. Um, for the White Elephant, everybody that's participating in the White Elephant, they are bringing a thrifted gift. They're wrapping it up, 
and to go about the order to pick who goes through the gifts, uh, you know, all the way till, till they're gone. We're having Josh's Karate Fighters Tournament. So this is my thing and Josh's thing. And so he will be the referee for the Karate, tor- uh, the karate Fighters Tournament. And whoever wins will go last in White Elephant because they will walk out of the gift of their choosing. They get the whole pick. And for people who don't know what the White Elephant is, everybody picks a gift and then you open and then somebody can pick your gift Yes, that you already opened. So the loser will have to go first because they could they could then have the disadvantage of going first, opening up a cool gift, and then it being stolen off of them. And obviously, if you're the champion of the Karate Fighters, you're going last. You can so get, you could whatever gift you want. And that's the best prize, really. And in the Christmas spirit, this is going to get violent. Yeah, it's probably going to get violent. It's going to get nasty. Uh, we have a special guests yeah. lined up who are going to be coming through in typical like 80s christmas fashion who's going to be popping in and out doing a lot of stuff there's a lot of cool stuff to get to announce but we do have the date again thursday december 13th 8 p.m on facebook.com the website so get on facebook.com the website go to the thrifty podcast page and you'll see the live stream video it'll pop up pour yourself some eggnog uh breed some conspiracy theories to help you out um, read some dark poems, anything like that to get you in the mood for the party because it is going to be the best party that we've had that day. That day. The best party that day in our lives. It'll be the best party that we throw before your birthday party in December. Whenever that comes later on, it'll be the best party prior to that. I don't know if I'm ready for a birthday party this year. Maybe. If you just want to like pal around, we can hold it till you know J1. We're gonna hit the commercials when we come back. Thrift Tales is gonna blow your mind, and yeah, it's more horse talk. Catch you on the rebound. speedboat no shit in his undies uh in a waterfall with his wife as well we're further investigating the wrestling magazines we were talking about they're pretty cool because as you said they're like off brands they're not it's not like pro wrestling illustrator it's just straight up like wrestling wrestling fury yeah wrestling wrestling ringside and like these were you know this one doesn't even have a barcode on it 
that's no. how like knockoff it is. It's mm-hmm. got a space for one. But well, like... that one there, that magazine itself, I had to actually like kind of th- thumb through to find a date even because the other ones have the dates on the covers, but that was still, you know, like I said, that guy was like six bucks a piece and I was like 10 for four and he's yeah. like, you caught me. So I know how small honky tonk man's penis is. Whoa. <laughs> that's not a good look. Honky. Not a good look. Your honky's tonked. <laughs> oh, brother. His, his whole honky has been tonked. Not making music with anybody. So, um, as I teased before the break, we got more horse talk because this is a, a very horse-related episode. So, we're going to jump into uh, our favorite segment, probably, Thrift Tales. Thrift, thrift, thrift. Thrift, thrift, thrift tales. So for new listeners, what Thrift Tales are are thrifting stories from all around the world. Sometimes people find some pretty unique objects that end up being worth money. We also have some spooky stories. Anything people find on the internet and post on the or any anything people find at the Goodwill and post on the internet, I'm gonna find you and it's gonna be on Thrift Tales. Uh, this week, Josh, our Thrift Tale comes from Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, the names for both of these people involved are actually anonymous, so that's always the, the best first sign. That's, yeah, how you know that they're valid. It's a five-carter, which is like four is like average, and five is like a little more than average, so this may or may not be good. I, don't I know. understand one to be anonymous in Wisconsin, though, because like you're probably easily identified. Pretty much. And, well, I guess there's also a younger girl in the story, so it's like don't, we don't need to be passing kid names around, yeah, right? Yeah, no kid names. So, uh, yeah, there was two people. Uh, a younger girl was with her mom in an antique store just outside of Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, mom had just moved into a new house, and she was looking for new furniture. So I'm assuming like a single mom with young daughter out looking for new stuff at like a, a, a cool little shop. Um so the little girl was roaming by herself through the antique store when she came across a cream-colored horse. And so she picked it up and was kind of playing with it. And she presented it to mom. And mom noticed that um, it, it actually wasn't a horse. But what it was was it, it appeared to be a unicorn with its horn half broken off. Like half like... You know, the, the point was busted yeah, off. It was gone, and it was just whittled down. So she said, like, no, sweetie. It's like, it is it is cool, but it's 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 broken. You know, you, you can't, like, you shouldn't. We're not going to bring home broken stuff. And the guy working the counter overheard the two talking, and he told them that she could actually have it for free since it was broken if she did plan on buying just something else in the store. We'll throw in the broken horse. Yeah. We'll give you the horse if you want it. And so um, it doesn't say – it didn't say what she did buy, but she said, yeah, you know, bag it up because I am going to get stuff. She's looking yeah. for furniture, as I mentioned, to for a new house. So they took the unicorn home, and nobody really thought about it for a couple of weeks, and they just threw it on a shelf and was, like, mildly enjoying it. Um, a, a couple weeks later, um, they went to get the mail. And as they approached the mailbox, there was actually like a, a, a bigger white envelope sticking out of the mailbox. So mom grabbed it, and um, it had no identification on it. It had no to, from. Um, it didn't have um, postage stamps on it. So it was just kind of like 
uh, not as big as a manila folder, but like halfway big. It just it's just a big creepy envelope yeah, sticking out. So mom opened it, and what she found in it, she wasn't immediately clear what it was. It was like a porcelain. It was like a porcelain, kind of like a a stick with like a nub. And at first she she didn't know what to think of it, and obviously she's like frightened because what is this? And then looking over at the shelf, she remembered the unicorn we got was missing something that looks like this. So she took the the the, the thing in the envelope and she put it on the unicorn's head where the um, where the horn was broken off. Where the horn was broken off, and it fit perfectly. And so more creeped out than ever, she was like, what the heck? So they glued it on, and so she didn't know what to do. So she was like, okay, that's weird. So she called the thrift store, or not the thrift store, the antique store that she bought the horse from, and the person that checked her out that day um, actually picked up the phone. And then when she had inquired about what she was calling for, the, the guy got quiet on the phone. So that's never a good sign. This is like one hour photo, but for antiquing. That's never a good sign. He explained that he had no idea how she she got um, she had that in her mailbox, and he said there'd be no way that the shop would do that because the shop doesn't know where she lived. And say the shop did know where she lived, he would just send it. He would just he. He would just he would do the easy thing. Yeah, he would mail the it. The normal thing and sending it. Do the weird, creepy thing and hand deliver it. But he went on further to say that this wasn't the first time that they received a phone call like this. A year ear- earlier, he sold a lamp that had some form of like gem embellishments on it. And some of them had fallen off, whether they'd be at the store before it got to the store. But, you know, just kind of like the base of some lamps just have, like, gems and shit. Yeah, just shit stuck around the bottom of it. Yeah. And so um, somebody had bought a lamp, and it had the, the gems were off of it or partially off of that. And a few days later, the person pur- who had purchased purchased the lamp got an envelope in their mailbox with no identification, with, no two from. With some gems. And no stamp on it as well put in her mailbox. And you're right. They were the gems to her lamp. So the family still has the unicorn, and this case to this day remains a mystery. That's when you need to get Robert Stack involved and be like, Go investigate this shit rather than like write it up on Reddit. Unsolved Mysteries, which is unfortunately no longer a show, was the greatest show because it, it would solve mysteries whether they be you know equine or otherwise. Mm-hmm. And what I appreciate about this as well too is it reads as if it's a like an episode of the Twilight Zone or something like that. So. Who knows? Mysterious horns. With as, like, you know, as creepy as the movies are getting nowadays, I could see this turning into one of those, like, based on a true story horror movies where, you know, there's some creepy shop where things, you know, just appear. Or maybe, like, you you have a baby without a hand and then the hand's in the mailbox. And that happens. That's a thing that will happen. 
you know what's throughout re- the film. You know what's really fucked up is if the the hand is what reaches out and flips <gasps> the, the the little red <laughs> thing and turns to let you know that you so have. So the mailbox is in the damn thing. Yeah, and the baby the, arm is just hitting the flag. The, the mailman drives away without lifting your flag, and then the the baby reaches up. And, and you fl- see in the trailer, you see it like just like a compositionally, the mailbox is like to the left hand side of the shot, and you can see like the 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 flag just slowly slowly going up and like jump scare don't give away all the ideas we got people we could contact and write a treatment on this that's true that's true but anyway for the i i wouldn't know as far as like you know there's some stories we hear on here that are creepy and there was one that we heard about that guy who was at a thrift store and there was aliens talking to him and he had nightmares about like the, the like a giant thing hanging out behind the thrift store. We've heard all kinds of things, um, but this one here, I'm not exactly sure. What is the what is the actual logical explanation for this? It's the creepy guy who works at the antique shop. That's why I made reference to the the Robin Williams best worked in one hour, one hour photo. photo. Great, yeah, movie. I love that yeah. movie. Absolutely, because it's just it's a a perfect and like he's like oh no I don't know anything about that yeah. like you know something about it like mm-hmm. maybe so somebody from that shop is doing it yeah you know like if that guy's just working there you know mm-hmm. like maybe there's the the you know the Chekhov's gun and where like the creepy owner of the store walks through and just happens to see her. As he's passing through, talking Liv- to the he's guy living who works in the there. walls, yeah. looking through the, and then she leaves, and he knows where she lives, and you know mm-hmm. maybe he follows just, her home. Yeah, the unseen evil who lurks. What if what it is is every person? Well, not every person, but maybe what the owner picks. He follows that person home, whether there's horns missing, whether there's there's gems that's just his thing he follows people home so he knows where you live he likes to give a goodbye to his items he's so attached he likes to know where his items have gone exactly so what he had did maybe that day he didn't know about the broken horn but he saw them he saw that family he saw the broken horn on the unicorn and he followed her home and then not thinking anything he just went back to the shop and then we went back to the shop he was like he Here's found the them, horn. And he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I, I know where I know where she lives. Maybe that's maybe he has best intentions. Maybe he's not being creepy, and he's mm-hmm. just he has best intentions to put things back where they rightfully belong. But leave a fucking note. Could you imagine? Like, uh, could you imagine what happens when like the the person who works behind the desk they're like really mean and they're like, rah, 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 and he's just like the weird gobliny guy that uh-huh. lives in the. <laughs> he's like the Quasimodo yeah, of the antique hobbles, store. Hobbles through. Yeah, and like, and, and then he's just like, "Sir, sir, the horn. She left her horn. Get them, get, her, yeah. get back into the wall. By the way, Igor, get back into the wall." Yeah. And then he's like, mm. "And so the only thing he can do is he could quietly like put it in. He put it in an envelope and just like puts it like." Puts He's, it in her mailbox and like, cause he can't write his own name because the shop owner's like. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah. He's got deformed hands from years of climbing through the walls and hiding. <laughs> uh, the least he can do is, or the only thing he can probably do is slink out in the night. He doesn't even lick the envelope. He doesn't have a whole tongue because it's been cut off from back talk. And that's why they wanted to remain anonymous. 
by 2020, we should have Thrift Tales that's basically just you and I writing storyboards for shitty versions of Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> but I take all these stories from the internet, so I don't... I wish, I could start making some of them up. Yeah, but they didn't mention a, a Quasimodo living in the walls. No. They, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that poor that poor movie. Um, but coming up here, as I mentioned, we have a live stream in some weeks. Uh, a lot on the horizon. I want to give a thanks to Bluffs, the theme for our show, for many reasons. Alternate reality. Back with a vengeance this month in November. Um, what else do we have coming up? Oh, yeah, I've kind of, like, been getting involved with the Twitter more. Yeah, I have... podcast on Twitter. I have basically relinquished... It's no longer a dirt sheet, and it is basically... It's still a dirt sheet somehow, though. It is a dirt sheet, but it's your stream of consciousness dirt sheet. <laughs> it's just whatever you want to get into and put out there at 3 a.m. At like, 3 a.m. is when After, like, go. a six-hour binge watch of, like, Japanese wrestling. <laughs> it's pretty much. But at Thrifty Podcast uh, on the Twitter, that's our dirt sheet. Um, subscribe, thrifty, thriftypodcast.com. Write us some reviews. Our reviews are starting to pile in. The cool thing is, is I can't even read those. I don't know why. We haven't figured out why. I can't read them on my phone. I can't read them on the computer. So I usually go to Josh and be like, what's the reviews about? I screenshot them, put them out there to the fam, and we all have a chat about it. So if you give us a shitty review, let us know that we're giving you a shitty review and we outnumber you. Yes. <laughs> we are the Roach Army and we will come and we will fight you. Five stars only. Five stars only. And if they invent a larger scale, six stars. Get Roached.